Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am your host, and I'm excited to have as my guest today, Mylene Elke. Mylene is the go-to shamanic channeler for writers, spiritual creatives, and enlightened entrepreneurs to experience magical moments. We're going to rewind. Little, 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 little. Hello, everyone, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am your host, and I'm excited to have as my guest today, Mylene Elke. Mylene is the go-to shamanic channeler for writers, spiritual creatives, and enlightened entrepreneurs to experience magical moments to reveal the beauty in all things, earth wisdom, universal language, and knowledge of the unending realities. As a world-renowned artist and healer, Mylene reaches a worldwide audience on her online radio show, Sacred Sound Surprises. For four years and over 160 episodes, Mylene confidently led hundreds of thousands to reconnect to their wisdom, allowing her audience to embody themselves fully, wake up to what is possible, and listen to their inner guidance. Mylene rides in a, resides in a small village outside of Nuremberg, Germany, and having lived in the United States for two decades, she has been called back to her native land to activate sacred sites in the heart of Europe and beyond. Welcome, Mylene Elke, to the Spotlight on Speaking show. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Brett. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. So I'm going to certainly want to dive into your online radio show in a little in a little bit later in our, yeah. in our talk. But uh, obviously, the primary purpose of this show is to help aspiring speakers, you know, learn to avoid mistakes that others have made along their journey as a speaker. And, you know, get some tips for success and all that. So let's dive into your speaking journey a little bit first, Mylene. And <laughs> when did you first decide or were you forced to decide that you needed to get up on the stage in front of people and share your message and your wisdom with the world? <laughs> I was thinking my, my brain was going like this. This is a good question. I was very silent when I was younger and a teenager, and I was nudged, I should say. So in, in between, really, me as the being, Mylene, who I am, I remember I took uh, Korean yoga classes, and afterwards, they always invited us uh, to share. 
what we've experienced during that time. And then later, even while the others were drinking tea, to come and stand up or stand uh, in front of the room then. And they always said, you get more energy. <laughs> and that was luring me in because I love energy. I love to play and with energy, if it's with my hands, if I paint, if I write, if I heal, wherever, uh, if I touch plants, <laughs> yeah. I loved that idea to become more of who uh, I am. And then as I, I developed me, yes, I had to learn to speak a little bit, you know, when you're a student or later I'm a landscape architect, I uh, had to speak to different fields and ask questions to learn to understand them and also to act a little bit as a mediator. So that was more in the professional life. And then later when my healing came through more and more and I lived more my shamanic side, then I wanted to go out. And uh, that came very slowly because at the beginning I, I, I mentioned often that I wanted to sell my art more. But after it burned <laughs> during the move, something else came out um, a woman the the grand shaman of the maori or the southern hemisphere said mylene you will your voice will be the healing instrument the main one and i thought oh my god I, you know i was the quiet one i couldn't understand she said it starts like a trickle a trickle and then it will go into a rushing um um oh river i, I only had the german word in my head now, yeah, and that happened then. So slowly, you know, at that time, I started inviting the friends from the shamanic group to come on a phone call. At that time, we had uh, the Taylor conference, right? Zoom was, was a Babel and Zoom was not even out yet. <laughs> and so I tried and I tried also to bring out more of who I am. So speaking but if I look at it really precisely, it's really personal growth. That's how I see it. To bring me out even further, to be able to share what I'm about and what I bring uh, for the people or for nature and the world. And then it worked with my friends. Then I, uh, Facebook was getting bigger. I invited people from Facebook and I did it in German, then in English and said, oh, my God, they, they like how I speak or lead the con, uh, the telecall. And so I thought, oh, can I add my singing? Because that became important for me. I started uh, channeling a lot of songs and they liked that. And I said, oh, my God, I can do more. And then I started looking for a radio station and I found something, but I didn't like it because it was uh, a cutting uh, taking away things that I wanted to do. It was too rigid. And then suddenly, you know, you go and put your intention, that's very important, into a certain topic. And someone wrote me an email and I, I was already um, in the act of deleting. And I saw, oh my God, it was an invitation to be on a radio show. And uh, that started my whole uh, journey, a weekly radio show. And that went out, I don't know, 200 around the globe I think 100,000 people were listening and I was able to do exactly what I loved and you know a little bit 
and in a smaller way, a more, more introvert, and then slowly building up the energy, I could speak what I wanted to speak about without, in, without preparing. Maybe a word came. I could sing. I could invite people to call in, and I could do healing during the show. Or I um, answered questions, and it was beautiful because I could speak about topics large consciousness topics or the global topics, but also personal and do healings for these things. So I don't have that radio show anymore, but I did love it. I had it for eight years. Wow. I have a podcast now. It's easier. So you have a podcast now. So let's let's dive into that a little bit because as a podcast host, I'm always interested in talking with other podcast mm -hmm. hosts. So to you... And this is something certainly relevant to speakers because they should be getting on podcasts. But what makes a good podcast guest for you? For me, it's important that you who you are and that you really dive into the conversation and really have something to say what I want to bring the people I notice sometimes what I really don't like so much, if you people are coming and trying to sell the, uh, the audience something and it's too obvious. Mm, rarely, I, I lucky, I rarely have these people because it's all about oneness, right? So uh, I take time to find guests. Very seldom I had guests where I didn't even have a conversation prior or knew them a little bit. When I have authors, I read their whole book before, so I have a good understanding. Uh -huh. um, so it, it's that they open up for me to be able to read them. So if I'm able to be really present with them and I really feel they want to be here, and I think that's very important, and it's not just, you know, you're out there for, for selling something, which I see too often on, on podcasts, then... Um, it's not so good. I th and listeners feel this, isn't it? Right? They feel that in a podcast, but they also feel it when you are on the stage. If you are not true to your message and your voice and what you're speaking about and your intention, they feel it and you're not so successful, I, I believe. All right. So there's a belief or a statement in the speaking industry that if you truly believe what you have to offer others will benefit them, you're doing a disservice to them by not offering it to them in some form. How do you react to that statement? I heard that so often. Often people are not ready. <laughs> I've learned that in my work. We can't push ourselves, I believe, a bread. Even as a speaker, so I come from that idea, right? We have to be our natural being. Then we are expanded, we feel light, and we build up a relationship with the audience. And really, it doesn't matter if they're sitting in front of me, if I'm talking to you now, if a listener will come and hear or watch an, a podcast or a video in a later date. Yeah, they 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 can sense that if you're not if you're tight somewhere if your voice is yet not your true voice, it's easier. Um, I think sometimes that people try 
it out and we share it and say, I'm not so experienced. People respond even then more positive to that than if you have um, a really washed, clean, clean thing. Yeah. And again, you know, are you ready to bring it out? Because I would say I have a different group. I have more the healers, very empathic people that really sense the environment that's outside or in the room. So they, we have to be ready to carry it, I think, and to be present. And I wish that even for all speakers, because I think a new era is starting where when we are ready, the environment is ready. And when the environment is ready for us, we are ready. So we can't push it. So even, you know, it's a disservice. But why is it a disservice? People can come to me. People can come to you. They sense it. And they find a way if it's really important, if the uh, interaction has to happen, it will happen. They'll find ways. I've learned that also in all these years. So if you've listened to any of the previous episodes of the show, you've probably heard me talk about three main types of speakers, keynoter, platform mm -hmm. seller, and business building speaker. So obviously, I'm guessing you're not a fan of the platform selling speaker. Have you ever done platform selling? And of, no. those, three, of those three speaking types, which niche do you feel that you fit in? Or do you have what you would call your own niche? I would make it a new niche. So keynote speaking is very interesting and important. I did that more as a moderator at peace events or um, peace concerts, right? Or marches when I did these. And the other side, I would like, uh, it's important that we share our vision and our light. And uh, then so the third one, oh, I forgot how you called it, <laughs> right? Where we go. Builder speaker. Yeah, you know, a little business building. It is important. It's also the way for us to hone our craft, for to find our voice that goes per, back also to the personal growth and uh, to test out um, how people are responding and where we have to educate ourselves a little bit more to bring with more precision. <laughs> That what we're here on this earth to bring to the people. I'm, I would say I like the idea of being a motive, you know, there's the motivational speaker, inspirational. I even would say I love to heal. So that has been my big um, motivator, right? It's carry that energy. But why do I want to have all that energy to heal? So on stage to sing or to speak or to, to do some hand movements and send energy out. The voice sends energy out. My presence, right? It can heal a room. It, it can start igniting people so they can become who they are. So being present <laughs> should also be one. A dedication to humanity. So you, you've done a lot of speaking. You've heard a lot of speakers. From your perspective, aside from being true to yourself, what makes a speaker a good speaker? Speaking your own vocabulary. 
right? The vocabulary that fits and suits you, where I can hear out of your vocabulary the life experiences you had as a speaker without really having to say the whole time what you've done, right? The vocabulary brings it out. And then being present for the audience, for me. So this is important. I want to able to feel them and the same as having a podcast guest, right? That they're open, that they care of standing right in front of me because time is precious. The time of in an interaction, a, a relationship to relate, I believe. Um, and that they, they come with their heart and that they bring their light to the conversation. And it doesn't matter if you're then loud or you speak very uh, 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 softly, you know, And but if you present the way how you are and function and um, to bring out what you're bringing to the world and you're true to that and it's a purity that I can sense, that makes a fantastic speaker. <laughs> All right, so I've got some other ground I want to cover with you, Mylene, but let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world, and now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world? If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on Speaking Show. And my guest this week is Mylene Elke, <laughs> all the way yeah. from Germany. So we are having international guests on the program also, which I'm excited about. So Mylene, my favorite question, you know, to always ask my guest is, okay, let's bury your soul a little bit here and share some speaking mistake you made along your journey that maybe was a, embarrassing at the time, but it would be something you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make. Oh, okay. I remember when I went uh, to the first trade show and I used an exercise, was more in a workshop presentation and doing a few minutes of interactive um, exercise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was not mine. It didn't come out of the moment that I was creating. So I'm a person, I set an intention, what I want to speak about, what should happen and what people should experience. So at that time, I was starting to, to, to um, practice that, to set that into motion. And I noticed I didn't feel right because it was not mine. And I could feel people feel it. And then I tightened up and said, oh, my God, it, what am I doing? I was ready to walk out of the room. And luckily, I noticed and I turned it a little bit at the end. I, I then became courageous out of that to sing a song. And that helped me move people into space where I wanted to get them to be in. And that in the energy for them to leave the room with. So that worked out well, but that was my last time I did that. And an 
other thing is, right, I have cerebral palsy. When I walk, I wobble. And it, I was very, very scared to bring that out and go on to stage. I remember the big one was in Las Vegas in the Inspire Theater. I said, oh, my God, what are people going to think? And um, instead of mm, not talking about it, what I was scared about, I put it right in the first sentence, more or less. I said, in the first moment, I'll share uh, how I am. I sang a song and then a quick poem where I said, I stand in front of you, you I think something like that, in my beauty, knowing that I just wobbled onto <laughs> or limped onto the stage or that I uh, have an accent and can't remember words sometimes, right? So I, I really presented them and it took away the fear. And then I was able to read after that the the audience that was there. And then the whole stories that were fitting for the audience in front of me came into this time slot. And then I was able to integrate it. Yeah, that was that was nerve wracking, <laughs> but uh, I'm happy I did that. And I almost didn't. I was still standing there at the stage edge and said, oh, my God, I'm not going to do this. And then I said, no, I, I have to do this because this is my Lena. I'll never have this big chance again. And uh, I'm happy I did. So how do you know if your message truly resonated with your audience? How do I feel it? I feel warmth. I feel um, expanded. I don't feel tight. I can notice when it's not right. I feel tight unless I feel the tension in the room and I need to switch it, right? That Then that that's a little different. But I feel tight then if I'm not understood. That means I have to maybe step back a little bit or repeat something or come with a softer way of saying it and not so intense. <laughs> a little intense. And then that switches as well. At the end, you know, because people will come to you. And I also go into a room, I said, I can touch them all, but I touch everyone on a different level. I don't touch the audience all on the same level, right? Um, a good example I would like to use at a trade show, I hung art once and was giving healing. So some people walked a big arch around it because there was so much energy coming from these pictures. So they could take in only a certain amount. Others walked in a straight line path. Some maybe stood, looked into it. Some stepped into uh, the booth with a little bit larger booth so they could come step in. If they felt and were able to hold it, and then the others would approach me. And the same thing is in a room. If you have uh, people sitting in front of you and you can sense that too. So I thought some I touch, if I make one person smile, that's enough. If I can make a person feel their heart, that's enough. And with each video, if I can touch one person, I made it. So it makes me wonder, because of the type of speaking that you do, obviously you're in an entirely different field than I am or whatever, mm -hmm. is how you speak or present 
different in any way if you're doing a virtual presentation versus an in-person thing? I'm 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 honing or changing a few things because I want to do more in person physically. It is we sense each other stronger. Not that we cannot sense each other and work via Zoom, right? I don't know. I started 2016 or Zoom. Can't remember 16, right? When Blab went under. And um it is it's the same. We can feel each other, we can sense each other, we are all empathic, we can we can um Right, a healer, we learn to heal long distance. So the energy goes through the, the energy through our eyes. You can, can pick up red. I can pick up your energy also through virtually or in a room. But I, I, you know, I missed the room. I want to touch people. And again, even if it's just with a finger or I want to see their whole body because we read each other. Um, so strongly also we can see our faithful uh, facial muscles better and then there's a hug i think we have been so alone too much so i would like to create ways of speaking again and that vision has been big right to sing to speak to heal and maybe not from a stage above right where i'm say oh i'm, I'm so much better but maybe in a circle and I'm in the center or I'm, I'm walking through the people. That's what I envision so that, because we're all so fascinating beings that we can give each other more. But that's also my message that I want to speak about and <laughs> bring out into the world. So I live my my message. That's outstanding. So Mylene, I want to give you a couple of minutes to tell people a little bit more about what it is that you do now and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. Oh, thank you, Brett. Yeah, I support uh, people in really living, embodying their own knowledge and all the parts within them. So I have a lot of creative people, right? We were so told to concentrate on one thing, but to look at all of them, they need to be in an interplay and that we are also connected with everything existing. And if it's on earth, or uh, uh, beyond in the cosmos. And once we're sh there's a surety about that and a safety of being supported by everything existing, then it's easier to speak out what we desire, to share it with uh, the world. And you'll be creative in finding your unique way in bringing it to other people. And that they resonate with it and feel automatically drawn to it. Yeah. So that's what I help. And it, you know, different ways, if it's through my art or my healings or my speaking. So maybe moving to one as the podcast is a good example to uh, listen to or a freebie where you learn more to shed your light or radiate out your light under mylenelke.com slash freebie all right very good we'll make sure those both appear in the show notes down below so mylene i'm going to thank you so much for joining me today and being your authentic self and everybody thank out you. there as always thank you for listening so much and may this year be your greatest year yet take care everyone oh it's Bye. going to be a good one there you go <laughs> take care
This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.